Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. Meditation of the day. That's it, baby. When you got it, flaunt it. Mel Brooks. Nobody is perfect. My favorite commercial is where Michael Jordan slowly gets out of the car and describes his failures and how they helped him achieve success. This is a great example of how failure is a part of success. The important thing that you should remember is that faults are okay. It doesn't mean we're bad people. It just means we're working on getting better. As I learn to recognize my faults, I learn to embrace them and know that there is room for improvement. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. 
Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I am beyond excited today with my guests who I so love. It is so much love in this room. They have no idea. Um, today, we're talking about the versatile actor, and Patrick Riley is the epitome of the versatile actor. He is an actor in every sense of the word, and I've had the pleasure of working with him on, on a movie called Steps, which we'll get into. But Patrick is the versatile actor because by any means necessary, Patrick is going to make it happen. Whether he's a host, whether he's an actor, or whether he is the star himself. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mr. Patrick Riley. Hey, Yay! everybody. Hello, Miss Tracy Moore. You know, <laughs> mm. you are one of the most amazing influences in my life. Don't do that. You know this, and I want to make sure your listeners and your people know uh, how special you are, not to the world, because I think they get the inkling of that. Mm week after week with your show, but to me. And I want to make sure we, that comes out in our conversation, who you are and how important you are to me. Oh, now I'm going to get misty. No, don't get misty yet. Okay. Not yet. All right. Not yet. I'll wait until the end. Let's set the scene. Okay. We're going to set the stage. Yes. Okay. So first of all, I just want to say when I first started teaching, I was six months pregnant with my son, Miles. Yes. I had three students and Patrick Riley was one of them. <laughs> now, I don't know if Patrick remembers this, but Patrick was the one who encouraged me to teach. I do. Okay, good. I do. <laughs> so. Because you were instructional in your, your being and mm-hmm. you were in, in, in who you were being to me. Mm-hmm. Just as someone new, um, having just gotten here from Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, here in New York, trying to figure it out. Right. And you were a player, but a player... Figuring yourself out, yeah, figuring, yeah. figuring your brand out as a casting person, as a director, a writer, producer, all of these things were kind of figuring themselves out. Mm-hmm. And I found you so um, instructional as you were <laughs> aspirational, oh. if that makes sense. No, it does. And it so does. there was connection, you yeah. know, and you were steps ahead in your experiences, mm. but you were so humble and 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 relatable, mm. which is what I connected to. So I said, you got to teach this. You got to bottle this. Yeah, he up. did. He did. He encouraged me. And with three students, I said, the spirited actor class. That's and right. that's how it started. And then from there, my God, I think about how I used to have waiting lists. That's yeah. so crazy. Waiting like, lists. Oh, and, you know, celebrity during a time in the 90s where so many people in the hip hop world wanted to expand and, and they didn't know how to do that transition. Yeah. And you were very much a bridge for so many of those key folks. Uh, what, Chico DeBarge, Eve, Busta, <laughs> like these true icons yeah. of our time. Mm-hmm. You were the one who helped them before we knew what brand extension was. Right, right. You helped them extend their brands yeah. before it became kind of an industry, a cottage industry. Right. Yeah. And then it was just like this snowball. New York undercover. Oh, New York Can we undercover. talk about all that you yeah, did yeah, there? Yeah. You know, you helped me get massage <laughs> yes. on those appearances yes. at Natalie's. Yes. Like real yes. talk. That's... Faith Evans, yeah. who um, they just did an uncensored on her on TV One. And I thought to myself, you got me in her Video. first music video. Video. 
You used to love me, Faith Evans. And and many years later, like maybe two years ago, I'm hosting at Arise Entertainment 360, where Shannon, where I was filling in for Shannon Shannon. Lanier. Uh Uh, There's Faith Evans, and I'm reminding her of our time. She's like, I remember you. You were outside the trailer. You were the (laughs) cop. You know, I said, and you had indigestion because I remember when she came out of the uh, the trailer, she's like, Oh, those dumplings didn't settle the right way. We were getting ready to shoot our scene. I'm like, Faith Evans has indigestion. (laughs) And Biggie was there. Diddy was there. Like all the. This was right at the cusp of what was really happening with that Brooklyn hip hop scene. Yeah, you were right there, and and you invited me to be a part, if right. it makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I did New Jersey Drive and Biggie, um, a friend of mine from MCA was like, Tracy, can you see this guy Biggie, right? Biggie is up against the wall and he goes, Tracy, I'm going to be big one day. And I was like, I believe you. I do. Biggie you was know? big then. What? But I couldn't cast him because yeah. of um, Heavy D. Heavy D had yes. the name, so I had to cast Heavy Absolutely D. But understood. I definitely remember Rest Biggie. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Both of them. What? Right. And almost had the opportunity to work with Tupac on Above the Rim. But I didn't get the job. But they took all of my casting ideas. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. Oh. Anyway. Intellectual capital theft—that's <laughs> a whole thing, right? Well, I learned on that. This is a very important lesson for anybody out there that wants to be a casting director. Never give up the secret sauce. That's right. Never give up. Like if they say to you, "Who do you have in mind to cast?" Well, that's why you have to hire me. Yes. Because when you hire me, then I'll tell you my thoughts. Absolutely. But I'm not going to share the secret sauce, and then someone else gets cast, and they take. Which means then there. There's an art to how you enroll people to, yeah. to book you, exactly. you know, and, and there's a way to do it without giving it all away. Okay. Right. And and that's like a, that's a lesson its own. Yeah, that's a lesson. Yeah. And we're going to, you know, just so you know, at the end, I am going to ask you for three tips. Okay. So that you can give to aspiring actors. And you guys will want to know these tips from Patrick. So we're going to talk about, let's talk about how you got started in this business yeah. because you have a plethora of experience. Yeah. Oh my God. So let's start. How did you get started? Gosh, you know, I've um, always just been intrigued as a as a a kid of a retired chief master sergeant from the Air Force um, who's turning 85 uh, or 86 uh, very soon. Oh, happy birthday. I'm excited that. um, So I always kind of had kind of Hollywood in my bones, Mm -hmm. you know, born in Japan. We lived in California. We were always kind of a. Japan, Germany, Germany. Uh-huh. we were always kind of in that. We were like a military family. You know, they, we were always entertained by the youth center. Right. Tops in blue, you know, the the, the actual entertainment acts mm-hmm. that perform. You know, even the the the, 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 the airplane shows, oh, you know, yeah, the yeah, Thunderbirds yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and all yeah. the, the Blue Angels. My dad was in the Air Force. You, so you understand mm-hmm. kind of the culture of it all mm-hmm. is what had me into entertainment and pop culture right. as a kid. Right. You know, I love to read the magazines just from going to the commissary that those were the ones that mom would pick i would you know read those magazines too you right. know but um but i got my start really i went to college at morehouse, morehouse. studied um you know morehouse does you know the significance of morehouse historically black college right alma mater of the reverend dr martin luther king jr but in more contemporary times spike, spike lee, lee bill nunn samuel ross L. Jackson, Monty Ross is my Clark brother. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Leon, yeah. Clark brother. Oh, so these, these guys were 20 something, 30 somethings when I was getting into the business. Or, well, 30 somethings, right. I should say. Right. So um, the thing about Morehouse, it's a mentoring school. Uh-huh. So my first week, they said, you know, what's your interest? Uh, they had me going to dinner at Bill Nunn's house that first week. I love Bill Nunn. You know, Nunn. they put us with rest in they peace. put up God, you know, God rest his soul. Yeah. And and to sort of fast forward it, I have a nephew who's now thirty one, digital brand manager at Unilever for the men's dev line and the women's dev line. Okay. Uh thirty one, but he's kinda like the kid I raised. Uh-huh. He would go on to Morehouse class of two thousand ten. When we went to his college campus visit, who happened to be on the campus calling my name from across the yard? Bill None. None? Oh. So as my nephew's pondering whether he's going to follow in my footsteps and do Morehouse or if he's going to go to Howard or some other institution, that was like a seal in the a seal the deal moment. Yeah. Because Bill Nunn is saying there's no better example than your uncle, which that wow. could work or that couldn't work. Right. But the fact that 
we were still in touch. And the fact that we did meet my freshman week and for my nephew to know that and for him to still be in touch and he sees him on film. Right. That's Radio Raheem from right. Do the Right Thing. Right. That's Sister Act. He knew him from Sister Act. Wow. It was a big deal. So I um so that was the beginning. Yeah. And it kind of underscores if you look at school days, uh-huh. you you get a sense of what my college career was like we mm-hmm. staged things we were dramatic we were host i hosted i um anchored mm-hmm. a lot of the mass com um, material that we got access to coming out of clark uh and clark that. had the mass com department mm-hmm. so though i was a morehouse man we did i got all my tv training and right. my film training and my drama training from clark wow and so all of that led me into a career that was really as a TV journalist. Mm -hmm. And so I got my career start helping uh, as a reporter trainee at the ABC affiliate in Atlanta. Right. uh, Working under the big diva, Monica Kaufman. She's known as Monica Pearson now, but she's iconic. Wow. And she was my mentor. Wow. So it's an example of kind of, I wrote a book that celebrates black women because it's black women like you, like Monica, who were in the cut for me, you know, before I knew what to call myself. Right, right. Um, I would help launch Good Day Atlanta. Do you remember the Good yes, Day franchise? I remember. And I that's when I met you. And we met in that cut, yeah. in that window. Yeah. And I was given the opportunity then to help launch their entertainment division. So I was on camera doing a lot of their interviews, but I was also producing the department because right. it was a local show that hadn't been proven like a Today Show or a CBS Morning but News. But you were so engaging. But I was engaging yeah. and engaged mm-hmm. to sort of help Atlanta become uh, the Atlanta that it was becoming. Because yeah. this is right at the time where LaFace Records is launching, mm-hmm. TLC and Criss Cross and Tony Braxton. This is right at the time where Jermaine Dupree is launching yeah. Social Death, Escape, and um, his artist. Uh, this wow. is Dallas Austin right. doing all that great producing right. work and with his amazing artists. And so all of these folks had to come through me, by me, um, to kind of get started. And right. so that was... I planted seeds. Because you gave them a platform in that show. I gave them a platform, Mm -hmm. often their first interviews. You know, it was Usher's first interview. Do you remember when Lisa Left Eye Lopez burned down uh, Andre Risen's house? (laughs) They were getting ready to come out with the second album then. And there are two things that happened. One, our station was the only one to get it right. Because, you know, it's like it's white media. Yeah. So it's like something popular is happening with these three black girls. Who is who? Who's the T? Who's the L? Who's the C? (laughs) We got it right. But more than getting it right, Mm -hmm. uh, LaFace Records, because I had these relationships, gave me the first interview with TLC after that incident happened before their next album was to come out, which was a red light special. Right. And the cool thing about the anecdotal thing about that is she was late to that interview. You know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> God rest her soul. Because she a little fire. Just misbehaving all wow. the way through. I remember when that happened. Yeah. I worked with Drew Sedora. Yes. And so um, on a film, The Preacher's Son that I produced. Yes. But she just recently called me, which was such a, a warm surprise because yeah. Drew is an amazing actress. And she was, Now, she was one of the, wasn't she yeah, in the movie? She was left Who eye. Was she? she was left yeah, eye. Yeah, she yes, was left eye. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I love her, and I loved yeah, her in that in the in that project. Yeah, she was. She's such. They a captured fierce it actor. well. Yeah, you know, yeah. these are like stories in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. We were there, Tracy. Yeah. Well, you know what's coming up now is the Salt and Pepper uh, yes. film on Lifetime. I, so I coached um, Cheryl's daughter, Corinne. Yes. Um, she didn't get the lead, but okay. however, she's doing a cameo, and she's going to be coming on the show to talk about that. Oh, but I love it. you're right. I mean, when you talk about history. When you talk about TV, um, TV but guerrilla filmmaking, and, like, and you know all, what I mean? Like, all of that. we come up, I mean, my first film was Just Another Girl on the IRT. Yes. Merrimax picked it up, but like, we shot in my apartment. Yes. I was, you know, location scout. You do whatever you have I to do. I saw that film before I met you, before I knew your name. Do you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then. We meet. And he, if we meet. We're forever, ladies and, and gentlemen. And we you have many chapters. The oh chapters of Tracy and Patrick will be another episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because there are many chapters. There are many chapters and many layers. Um, I do want to talk about your transition into acting. Yeah. Um, you were my, You just said the transition. Yeah, you I was. <laughs> I don't want to take up all the credit, but if I have to. <laughs> because I came here as a broadcast journalist, a producer for Geraldo. Remember, I was yes, producing. Yes, I was going to say Geraldo. Geraldo's primetime show at CNBC during an era where 
mass media, like if I didn't want to do local news, which was kind of my yeah. feeling then, Absolutely. you know, and I kind of knew like if I, I couldn't grow as a general assignment reporter or as an anchor and be who I'm here to be. Right. And so you helped me open that up. Uh-huh. And so I knew, okay, I want to cover and chronicle entertainment and pop culture. Right. But what are the other ways that that can look like? Oprah, yep. before I would even start working with her, was a, a template of that. Right. You know, someone right. who, you know, definitely had acting in her on her resume. Right. right. She had an Oscar nomination on her resume by that. that. <laughs> but she didn't do it all the time. Right. And so she had a connection to the industry as an influencer and as yeah. a tastemaker. But from time to time, if the role was right, yeah. she could ready herself to do that. Yeah. And so kind of having that realization and then being able to engage with you to take your course yes. to learn sort of the, the basics, yeah. the basics of what it is to audition, yeah. uh, memory techniques, scene um, study, scene study mm-hmm. um, and, and, and then to get in touch with what my method was, yeah. you know, because there are multiple methods um, um, in terms of how we approach right. the work. And so you helped me get in touch with that. Featuring me and and casting me yes, yes. on wonderful things like New York Undercover yeah, and Faith yeah. Evans music videos Video. and other music yeah. videos. Voice work. Yeah. You were very gracious in sending me animated voice work. Just come in the studio, read these things. So I got a lot of my oh. early experience, not just as a physical talent, yeah. but as a voice talent. Yeah. Through you. You know, wow. my reel was built on Tracy Moore. Wow. Didn't even know that. Yes, you did. You made me. Are you kidding God, me? <laughs> I make people here on the Spirited Actor podcast. Yes, you do. Oh, I'm so and happy. It, and it's real. And, but, and what's also real when you say I, you know, sort of engaged you on mm-hmm. teaching and and how mm-hmm. teaching yeah, is a big you piece did. for you. Yeah, that I know it will move people. I also offered that spiritual piece has to yeah. be in there yeah. because I know that just, you know, to know Tracy is to love her, but to know her is to feel her. Right. Um, yes. Which was something different. Because and it was different for Nobody the time. was teaching like you that. Know, this is before I st- even yeah. started Oprah remembering yes. your spirit. Yes. And, and that's, and you know what, that's a great point because yeah. When I started my company, it was called, and it still is, The Spirited Actor. Nobody was understanding that. That was so foreign. And then when you were on Oprah, and then it was like, remember the spirit. Now everybody's spirit. And I was like, okay, I'm safe now. It it was, um, Oprah did it as a mainstream disruption for the industry. Really? Because I don't think anybody was really, you know, you were talking about it. Right. And Iyanla, Iyanla Van Zandt was was talking about it. Because she was a reference for us. Yes. You know, Yes. With uh, the, the um, acts of faith yeah. was something yes. that you yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, recommended. I start reading it yeah. every day. I was looking at an act of faith. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Lord, I got to go through all 365 of these. <laughs> Thank but it's you, worth Tra- it, son. Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> but it was, it worked. Yeah. yeah. And it does work no, to it does. this day. It does. It works. Mm-hmm. And, and that idea that your spirit is with you wherever you go and yeah. the idea that we are all acting yeah. Wherever we, we go, we're performing, we we're presenting. We are. Yes. Everybody is an actor. I mean, whether you claim it or not, yeah. you know, I mean, I play several roles. I'm yes. a mom, I'm a grandma, I'm a friend. You know, you're so many and you people. you pull from places to Absolutely. have those, those ways of being show up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I want to talk about this film, you guys. It's called Steps. Now, where can people see Steps? You, well, you know, we did a big, robust uh-huh. festival tour for like a year and a half. Oh, okay. Which was wonderful. But yeah, I yeah. don't know that they sold it yet. Oh, my God. You guys, this film, Steps, Patrick was hilarious. <laughs> Every single time Patrick came on the scene, <laughs> on the screen, I was just like, I wanted so much of you. But yeah. he, what I did love is that... It was just enough, yeah. you know, because it, every time you came on, yeah. it kept you wanting more of you. Yes. But I'm glad that they didn't oversaturate it. There's one scene over... that's on the editing room floor, <laughs> not for the value of the scene, right? but time. Yes. And, you know, often yeah. that edit that you do in film, yeah, you have it's to. about slicing down and, and you know, keep, yeah. keeping the, the plot bubbling and tell them tell them the pop because one of my favorite actors yes aside from patrick riley yes. rob morgan well, and you know now what? with with um the oscar buzz of rob morgan for In the jamie fox film the current project yes what i but, saw that film but, oh my god but with each 
uh, evolution, each part that he takes, you know, from Mudbound, Mudbound yep. to uh, he was in This Is Us last season. Luke, and Luke Cage. Luke Cage. So whenever Rob Morgan comes up, it, he's got more stock on his name. And I love to say, I'm his, I did all my scenes in steps with Rob Morgan, <laughs> yes. who plays um, a father of a young boy who he never knew because he got in a, a physical spat with the the mother of the child mm-hmm. just as she was getting ready to have him. Mm-hmm. And it lapses over many years where he has hit rock bottom in his life mm-hmm. to try to find redemption and forgiveness from not just his son, but from the son's mother and mm-hmm. from all the people in that life he left behind. Right. And it, it chronicles what it took for him to come back. And I happen to live in a kind of an assisted living building mm-hmm. where he, um, for a day job, comes and kind of cleans out uh, the, the deadpan of another wonderful actor, Walter Fauntleroy. <sighs> he was a beast. A beast. And he, and he, and it, and it turns, I, I won't ruin the film, right. but it, it looks at that relationship. Yeah. And I happen to be this, okay, I'm Rudy. Rudy <laughs> is a, an out black gay guy. Right. Who, Hails from the don't ask, don't tell time of the army. Okay. He was in the Gulf War. Okay. And came back to Jersey City, where all of this is set. It's okay. an urban tale. A, yes. a tale of urban plight. Yes. Um, he comes back and is staying in this place on this assisted living from the government. And it, he's got a respiratory illness. Right. I, I always carried a little oxygen tank with me. Yeah. And I'm just full of sass and all these things. You and Bowser, who are hilarious. Yes. And I was nervous to play this. You know, I don't know if your audience knows this, but I am gay. <laughs> but to the point, um, coming from Savannah, Georgia, you know, the mm-hmm. Bible Belt, my people had to deal with me coming out in real time. Then some years later, they had to deal with me coming out on Oprah because there was a big Oprah when I knew I was gay yes, show. Yes. We won a GLAAD award. We saved yep. lives. But I embarrassed that homophobic family of mine. What are you going to do? Oh, I didn't so know So now that. you go wow. fast forward to Pinois yes. casting yep. this project. And she's saying, um, I want you to do this part. And the me... The me that isn't the mighty me, Mm -hmm. the me that is still a little boy who's not quite sure I can be all of me, Mm -hmm. is not sure I want to be all of that on the big screen. Oh, no. And so I said no the first time. And then they said, we're going to work out the scheduling. Then they worked out the scheduling. It didn't work for me. So then they said, we're going to work out the scheduling for you to do this part. Because that's how bad they wanted you. And we have to just say, this doesn't happen, folks. So no, it doesn't. So I'm just happy that I had an angel over my shoulder just sort of saying, keep going. And then the day, the mm-hmm. day that I was to do my biggest scenes, mm-hmm. there was a blizzard. And I had people oh, who no. weren't in the business telling me, they're not even, they're not shooting. I said, well, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard about a cancellation. I'm still, you know, my thing is, I'm going through the blizzard to get to set. Hey. Because I would have heard something otherwise. Absolutely. And I, yet again, it's another, I think these are some of these tips. This is another tip. J- be of your word. Oof. And mean what you say and oh say what God. you mean. Patrick. Because when I arrived of this uh, small film that could, executive produced by Shaquille O'Neal, everybody was there the day of that blizzard. And we shot our scenes. You don't, I mean, I'm... I'm old school production, rain, sleet, snow. Unless someone dies, yeah, yeah. you still show up. Yes. And that comes from even the non-sexy trick. You know, Morehouse taught us that. Yeah. You know, there's rain, don't stop the house. Sleet, don't stop the house. What? Snow, don't what? stop the house. Nobody stops the house. You hey. know, that was our big thing at Morehouse. <laughs> so so also listening to the training. You know, if the mm-hmm. I, I my tips are kind of coming out as I as I testify. Good. Listen to the training early on. The stuff that you don't think is important early on, not only listen to it, right. be about it and have that be who you're about throughout your career. Right. Because it was it was all of that that informed how I was able to get this project done. And I will say when they premiered it mm-hmm. at uh, this old school theater in Jersey, old world uh, theater in Jersey City, uh-huh. uh, 1,500 seats, they introduced me at the end of the screening. You know, they do Q&As at the yeah, end yeah, of yeah. these festival screenings. Yeah, yeah. I was introduced as uh, 
and the rest of the cast, you know. And and, and so as I'm going coming up at, with the rest of the cast, and the woman on the mic is saying, "Here comes Rudy," and the audience went crazy. Just went crazy. We we were at Miss. Oh, right. And they so, went crazy later on. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, festivals beyond. They they would invite me to speak alongside Rob. Mm-hmm. You know, at 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 our different um, festival Q and A's. And 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 I just realized sometimes when we play ourselves small. Mm-hmm. We really um, mm. are giving ourselves the opportunity to miss out on something that was truly a dream. You know, I never wanted to be the biggest movie star, but I wanted to shoot a movie. Right. I've shot a movie. And you had a substantial role and a in substantial that. role and, and in the movie. And an award-winning An award-winning movie. movie. It's won several festival prizes. Yes. And I'm still trying to figure out, you know, I'm not a, I wasn't a producer on it because I'd have a deal by now. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I want the people to be able to see this. And maybe they're waiting on Rob to win his Oscar. Yeah, baby. I mean, hey. Because, you know, that's always listen. cool when... The, the, the project she did yes. before get new light. Yes. So whatever their strategies are, I'm all for it. I'm just sad because our our interview is almost over. No. How did that happen? I just have to say really quick two things. One, um, when you said people don't say what they mean yeah. and mean what they say, I always say that to actors yes. because behavior speaks volume yes. about your character. Yes, it does. So... I hear what people say, but I'm more visual. I observe your behavior yeah. because that's the truth. And that was golden for me to learn. Rocks are hard. Water is wet. <laughs> it's in the results, baby. Yes. Yeah. And plain small. Marianne Williamson. No room for it. Why would you play small? Yeah. Um, I just want to say that you, as my guest today, the versatile actor, there's a plethora of information there. I, I need to talk to you some more. I want to talk about your book before we go. Please tell us about That's What Friends Are For by Patrick Riley. Please, folks, during these holiday gifting times, go and pick it up. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, where all books are sold. It's That's What Friends Are For on the women who inspired me. And what it is is part memoir, part entertainment diary. I loved the divas when I was growing up. All of these great, amazing, all this black girl magic before we gave it a name. Yeah. And I just so happened to attract a career. We talked about a little of it here. Yeah. Where I have literally met all my dream girls, you know, from Cheryl Lee Ralph, you the have. original dream girl, yes. to Diana Ross, the one that was the inspiration for the role. Um, Oprah Winfrey was someone when oh, I graduated God. high school, I said I'd work for her. Ten years later, I was a senior field producer for the Oprah show. And uh, beyond that, she's given me my primetime credit as the only interviewer of all of her legends at the big yes. legendary Legends Leg- Ball yes. she threw in 2005. Okay, So the book really kind of unpacks how important these women are to me, yes. but to the culture. So there's someone in there for everyone that I'm talking about based on my life experience. And that's including wow. Tracy Moore. Oh, <laughs> don't make me misty, Patrick. Well, everybody has to go out and get that book. Um, that's What Friends Are For by Patrick Riley. And please. check out my talk show yes. at the Happy Hour Talk Show. Just go to Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. We uh, It's five diverse gay professional guys who talk about all the hot topics that you see on those regular shows mm-hmm. during daytime, but we're talking about it because okay. not often is there a voice or a lens that is from the LGBTQIA elemental P. You know, we have a lot of letters <laughs> and representation <laughs> matters. And so at the Happy Hour Talk Show, we have a we have season two that launches in January, but okay. you can... Uh, you can, what's that thing that people do now? Binge. You can yes, binge on yes, our first season by going to YouTube and or Instagram and or wherever uh, social media platforms are to see at the happy hour talk show. It's a great, great red table talk sized dose. Well, we're going to support that. We're going to support your book. We're going to talk about you some more, even when you're not around, because your spirit has filled up the studio. So I just want to say thank you to my friend, to a very, very talented actor. He is the versatile talent because I seem to he's I was going to say uh so <laughs> Patrick is going to take us out on a little wait note a ladies and gentlemen Patrick give it up I, wait a minute yeah you Thank are God, you can come I'll stand outside this woman's work this woman's work oh it's hard on the man 
That's for you, Tracy. Oh, thank you. I'm going to take that home with me. Thank you. So much love for you forever. Love you you too, man. All right. We'll be back on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And now class is in session with our Spirited Actor alumni, Leanne Amato, and our special Spirited Actor alumni guest today, Spruce Henry. Yes, Bruce will be joining us today. Patrick is the ultimate guest. Oh, okay. <laughs> the ultimate guest today right. is Patrick Riley. Thank you. And Patrick is going to be participating in class and session. And thank you, Bruce. I too thought I was the yes, special guest, but continue. <laughs> Don't get it confused with <laughs> special <laughs> and ultimate. That's right. Okay. So today we are doing a scene with these minions. Um, and it is called. We are your minions, my yes. lady. Come on, minions. I come humbly. This I is Continue. And people wonder why I don't drink. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start it off. I'm going to, as usual, I will read everything. Um, Patrick Riley is going to be playing Dr. Smith. Leanne will be playing Dr. Bridge. And our lovely special guest, Bruce, will be playing the patient. Interior, examination room day. Quiet, sterile room. Patient sits nervously on the edge of the examination table, listening to Dr. Bridge. The test results were not conclusive, and I want to run some other tests for more clarity. I consulted with my team, and there is a new doctor coming to our hospital that specializes in this type of cancer, if that is what we conclude. In your opinion, do you think I have cancer? I honestly don't like to speculate until all the results are in. I will say that whatever your religious belief is, that you stay in that mindset. I have witnessed miracles. 
That's why I was referred to you. My cousin said he never met a doctor like you. Because your cousin was one of those miracles. Oh. Dr. Bridge looks at her watch. The doctor will be joining us for any other questions that you may have. The door abruptly opens and Dr. Smith peeks in. Hello, may I come in? Dr. Bridge recognizes the voice. Uh, Eric? Dr. Smith walks in. He is taken aback by Dr. Bridge's presence. Monica, uh, wow, they didn't tell me you were the doctor. Huh. Trust me, I didn't get the memo either. Um, how, how have you been? The patient sits in the middle of this awkward ping pong match. I finally left Chicago. Yeah, I see. I try to convince you to leave when we were together. I, I'm engaged. Dr. Bridge tries to disguise her pain. Mm, you made a commitment. No, I don't mean to break up the reunion, but Oh, I'm... of course. How unprofessional. I apologize. This is not the introduction I wanted. I'm Dr. Smith. How are you feeling? Anxious. Uh, I want to know, you know, I'm going to be okay. Dr. Smith opens the folder. I suggest an aggressive form of chemo that will attack this cancer. Um, with all due respect, Eric, uh, I mean, Dr. Smith, shouldn't we wait for the results of the new test first? I'd like to get ahead of the game. If the tests confirm what we see, then we have a plan. Tension yes. bills with Dr. Bridge. Yes, I understand. However, I like to wait for the results before we get ahead of ourselves with the patient. <laughs> I assume she spoke to you about... Miracles? That is how I got here. Most doctors lack compassion. Uh, I agree. Well, I can see I'm outnumbered here. I'll go get the test set up, and we will know the results in a couple of days. Dr. Smith heads for the door. Try to relax, and let's expect a miracle. Huh. Yes, let's do that. He leaves. Why'd you two break up? Dr. Bridge still looking at the door. He didn't believe in miracles. And scene. Oh, give them a round of applause, audience. So what was great, you know, I always, I love doing this because these are cold reads. So for those of you who don't know what a cold reading is, um, this is the first time that these actors have gotten the material and they are reading it cold. Now I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of tips, okay? So, um... Uh, Patrick, um, Dr. Smith, for whatever reasons, and actors know this is stuff that you have to create because in the sides, we don't have this information and sides are pages of a script, but I don't know why you guys broke up. Um, I don't know why you did not want to leave. So I'm going to give you a couple of seconds for you to think about that. Because that is going to come out, you, you know, that's a decision that you're going to make and you're going to, and it's going to add more weight. OK, and then Dr. Smith, I feel like there's some unfinished business here and maybe a little bitterness. Dr. Bridge. Dr. Yes. Bridge. Mm -hmm. I apologize. Dr. Bridge. Mm -hmm. So, Leanne, um, I don't know um, if you had closure and I don't feel like you had closure. I need you to give a sense of, you know, um, I know that when he said he was engaged, that was very jarring for you. Mm. But I think before that, there's some stuff that, you know, before he said, and I know it's probably like a couple of sentences, but the whole, his presence yeah. and a lot of memories okay. coming back. Okay. Right, right. Um, patient. Mm. I love Spruce when you just kind of came in like, I don't want to <laughs> mess up. up the situation here, but I do. Back I might me. have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. So I would say, like, I mean, the interjection on that was great. Um, and, um, you know, it's it, the, the thing about Dr. Bridge is mm -hmm. that she's more compassionate mm -hmm. and um, uh, generous as right. opposed to sort of being like robotic and, you know, routine that which doctors normally that right. would be that's who mm. Dr. Smith is. Mm. So the whole thing about miracles is that she comes from a more spiritual, which is really not mm. allowed in the medical world. So that's probably where, you know, the discord went with the two of you guys. So we're going to read it again. And I'm not going to um, read the action. We're just going to go straight through with the scene. OK, so you guys good? Yeah. Yes. OK, great. So. Here we go. And action. The test results were not conclusive, and I want to run some other tests for more clarity. I consulted with my team, and there's a new doctor coming to our hospital that specializes in this type of cancer. 
if that is what we conclude. In your opinion, do you think I have cancer? I honestly don't like to speculate until all the results are in. I will say that whatever your religious belief is, that you stay in that mindset. I have witnessed miracles. That's why I was referred to you. My cousin said she never met a doctor <sighs> like you. That's right. Your cousin was one of those miracles. The doctor will be joining us for any other questions you may have. Hello. May I come in? Uh, Eric. Monica. Oh, wow. They didn't tell me you were the doctor. Oh, trust me. I did not get the memo either. How have you been? Finally left Chicago. Yeah, I see. I tried to convince you to leave I'm when we were... I'm engaged. You, you made a commitment. I don't mean to break this up, this reunion, but... Oh, of course. How unprofessional. I deeply apologize. This is not the introduction I wanted. I'm Dr. Smith. How are you feeling? Anxious. I want to know, you know, am I going to be okay? I suggest an aggressive form of chemo that will attack this cancer. With all due respect, Eric, I mean, <clears throat> Dr. Smith, shouldn't we wait for the results of the new test first? I like to be ahead of the game. If the tests confirm what we see, then we have a plan. <sighs> yes. Uh, however, I understand. I like to wait for the results before we get ahead of ourselves with the patient. <laughs> I assume she spoke to you about... Miracle. Yeah, that's how, that's how I got here. You know, next, the other doctors, they just don't have compassion. Oh, I agree. Well, I can see I'm outnumbered here. I'll go get the test set up, and we will know the results in a couple of days. Try to relax, and let's expect a miracle. Yes, let's do that. Why did you two break up? He didn't believe in miracles. And scene. Excellent. You guys did a great job. I'm exhaling. One of my, I was um, constipated. Yes. <laughs> okay. And uh, what I wrote for myself, yeah, since yeah, it wasn't yeah. in the size, yeah. I'm engaged to a man, and she doesn't know it yet. Oh, that was why wow. we broke up. Right. That was really what was underneath our breakup. Oh. I was. So right. what's your bitterness? Well, what is so your bitter? Because okay. I saw it all. I was trying so hard. Like, for it to have switched after me, you know what's wow. on me for that? Right. Yeah. Like, you know what's on you after, like, it happens after you? Right. You know? Right. It's not just that he left, but yeah. he left and it wasn't for another woman. It was for another man. Yeah, so what's up with me? Uh, but I get her, but I still get her. You know, I was like, okay, here we are. We're on Miracle. Yeah. Here we go with that Miracle. <laughs> yeah. She was, she was going to wish my... My no. issues in bed away. I, right? I like uh, when, I like when you said to Spruce, uh, so I assume she told you about me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. No, but yeah, Spruce, you were funny too. <laughs> when the last line, I love when you came in and Spruce said, so uh, why did you two break up? <laughs> what was the situation? So right now. He didn't believe in miracles, right. but um, bum. Right. Great job. Is that miracles a metaphor for Yes, for truth, for honesty, for me. Were you personally for her? She didn't. Be, he didn't believe in me. Right. right. You know. Right. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everything. You know. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad you guys were able to pull that too. But the important thing is that after you guys read the scene, like the work that you did, yeah. now that changed the dynamics, right, from when you first read it. Well, yeah. I because I yeah I I in in you giving me the instruction to. Mm -hmm inform my my sides or you know where i came from right it it helped me to right it helped in what how i delivered and it gives lines. more substance when mm -hmm. you have the more information you have about the character the more weight you're bringing on to them because we could have you know gone through the layers like you know well why did you have any sign did you know something was yes. you know so yes. yeah okay so we're gonna wrap up class in session and today we had spirit actor alumni leanne amato mm -hmm. and our special guest spirit actor alumni spruce henry it was a pleasure to be here i like to thank all the short people that it's possible <laughs> Okay. And our ultimate guest and our versatile actor, Mr. Patrick Riley. Thank you. Thank Yay. you. This was a treat. Quite a treat. Yeah. Thank you. We'll be back on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. Give love. Love the skin you're in. We are all unique 
in our own individual way. And instead of running away from your uniqueness, embrace it. There is no one out there that can be you. There is no one out there that has the talent, the skills, the personality. You are unique. Embrace your uniqueness. Love your uniqueness. Own your uniqueness. You are deserving. You are enough. Practice every day to tell yourself. This is, this is an exercise that I want everyone to participate in. Every day I want you to look in the mirror and I don't want you to leave the mirror until you have convinced yourself that you love yourself. Every day say, I love me. Repeat after me. I love me. You can't leave that mirror until you convince yourself that you love yourself. Be in love with yourself. Be in wonder with yourself. Be true to yourself. And always maintain integrity and embrace your uniqueness. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited Podcast. Thank you. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.